From Relay FM, it's time for virtual episode 23. Today's show is brought to you by Harry's, an exceptional shave at a fraction of the price. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined, as always, by your host of mine, Mr. Federico Vatici. Hi, Federico. Buongiorno, Mike. Oh, buongiorno, Federico. How are you today? I'm doing good. I just had some pizza for lunch. Oh, of so course you did. I have pizza for dinner usually, so th- that was a bit unusual for me. So, Federico, I had pasta yes. for lunch yesterday. Okay, yeah, what time? 12. Oh, oh, wow, you're making progress. And do you know what's even better? My first meal of the day. So, your breakfast was pasta. Uh-huh. I can approve. I can <laughs> approve of that. That's a great decision, Michael. So, Very I, as, well. as I was eating it, I thought of you. I only got about three quarters Thank of the you. way full, <laughs> through, though, and I started to feel a little bit sick. I don't uh-huh. know why. I think, I think pasta for breakfast was probably a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's never a bad idea. Um, I, was, I was obviously doing it wrong. Yeah, but still you're trying, and and, uh, and I'm sure that you will learn uh, yeah. the correct procedure. One day. One day I'll get there. Yeah. So, Michael, tell me, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Did you buy a new 3DS? I sure did. Okay, tell, me, sure tell did. me about your process, and then I will tell you about mine. So, um, I decided I would wait, um, because having bought my Wii U from the, uh, the Nintendo store directly, I bought it directly from Nintendo, which is really interesting to do, like to buy it directly, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. nobody does. I think. No, I mean, cause why would you do that? But yeah. you know, they have actually extremely good bundles, which mm-hmm. I found out about with this. So basically I waited, I waited until they contacted me and they contacted me and, uh, they said, oh, you know, we have the new 3DS in stock, come come to the site. So I went to the site and they only had a bundle. Now I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and put this in the show notes and you know, this may work. Uh that that you know you may be able to to see the page because it's on the UK store only. But they have a bundle for the new 3DS, so the smaller 3DS. Mm-hmm. Um, which was exactly what I wanted. Um, and the, I think the only way that I could find to buy it on that day was to build this bundle. So you choose between the white or the black, and I chose white. Uh, you can choose your cover plate. I chose my. Uh, I chose a Yoshi cover plate. And then okay. it has this, like, Mario holder, which is so weird. It's like a little Mario figure, and you put the Nintendo 3DS in his hands, and he holds it out for you. Oh, nice. Um, Never seen that. <laughs> it wouldn't. Nice. I didn't really want it. Because it, it, you know why? Basically, we just finished the episode talking about having useless uh, pieces of video game memorabilia clogging up the house, right? Mm-hmm. So we'd just spoken about that. I was like, I don't want another <laughs> this. thing in my house. But it wouldn't let me complete the bundle. So mm-hmm. I did it. But then when I got to checkout, when I got to the checkout, it let me remove the 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 Mario from, okay. my, from my cart. Uh, but when I also got to the checkout, it put a power adapter in my cart for free. Hmm. Now, we'll talk about the power That's adapters a little bit more in a moment because we, we totally missed that out yeah. last week. But it's £160 for this bundle, which is incredible. I was, I was expecting... What's the, what's the normal price in the UK? I don't know. I, I suppose it's around that sort of price. Like maybe a little bit cheaper, but I was just surprised. Like 160 quid, that's a good, that's a good amount of money. You know, I was pretty, I was pretty happy with that. Yeah. Um, it's 149 just to buy it outright. So okay, it's like okay, it's like a little bit more. Um, so you got a white small 3ds, um, with a Yoshi faceplate. Uh huh. And 
A power adapter. And a power adapter. Into, into the same bundle, but no Mario uh, holder. No, no, Mar no Mario statue. Okay. Okay. So what did you do? Um, my process was a, a bit simpler. I just texted my guy, and it was like, okay. And, uh, and I was done. So are you now <laughs> waiting? Like, are you, are you I'm waiting? now waiting for a uh, new 3DS, white version, no faceplate yet, because I'm not sure which one I want, and uh, Majora's Mask, limited edition. Fantastic. Copy. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I just I can just text my guy and and he and he owns a store, so he can figure out the process of pre-ordering on his own. And uh, and usually he gets stuff in advance, like a, usually a couple of days, sometimes even a week. So yeah. Also through my guy last week, I got the uh, the GameCube adapter for the Wii U, which nobody can find. My guy is so, so yeah, sure, no problem. I can. Just wait a couple of days. I don't know where he gets his stuff. I'm I'm guessing that in Italy it's easier to to find things, and especially in the Viterbo area, it's easier to find things that on the internet, and especially in the US and the UK, uh, are more like people are buying them more. In, you know, they're more uh, rare. So I guess that in Italy less people care, so it's easier for me to find them. For instance, I can go to GameStop and I can find the the amiibo figurine of a uh, Marth from Fire Emblem, which people are crazy. Like, we cannot find this particular Amiibo figurine. And in the GameStop in Viterbo, it's full of the original Amiibo figurines. Well, I guess, like, uh, I don't mean to be... Uh... No, Viterbo is a really small town. Yeah, so. you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. So, so I figure it's like... I don't know. It's 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 You're the guy, right? You're the guy yeah. buying and stuff. Exactly. No, um, for me, this is a great compromise because... I mean, I'm getting. It's not like I'm getting this all this stuff like with weeks of delay, you know, between the the original release and when I'm getting them. I can get the new releases actually a few days earlier, but it's just that I'm the only one buying them. So it's it's really the best of both worlds because I'm getting all this stuff and I'm getting it in advance because my guy doesn't care about you know the what the, what do they call it like the street date. Yeah. When he's supposed to sell new games and new consoles, he just gives them to me. Yeah, because you got a good and, relationship with him, right? Yeah, yeah, and he trusts me that I'm not going around like, "Hey, I bought this new console." Yeah, whatever. Uh, so yeah, I just texted my 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 friend who also happens to use iMessage, so the, the text message was free. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't even don't I, even spend the money there. I don't know when it's going to arrive. Right, I assume it's going to arrive around the thirteenth. Um, I hope that it comes a little bit earlier, but you never know. So I expect yeah. that's when it's going to arrive. I'm very excited. But the power adapter thing. So this is something we didn't talk about last week. And a yeah. friend of the show, Steve Lubitz, who's one of the hosts of the Great Isometric Podcast, um, he wrote a great a great article um, on his blog. Like, And he was kind of ripping into Nintendo about Direct because some of the crazy things they were doing. Like we spoke about the Amiibo data wiping thing. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's Steve makes some really good points about the power adapter and how it's kind of like it's clearly a cost saving exercise from Nintendo um, but the cost savings are actually so minuscule compared to what this could do to customer satisfaction like he, he uses an example of like say a mother buys a power a, a new Nintendo 3DS for their child who's never had a 3DS before and then they can't play it because they can't, they can't charge it 
you know and so it's like there's I know it will come with a little bit of charge but then, then they have to go out and buy something else and the customer satisfaction level of that is crazy it's kind of like and I've seen a lot of people say this it's kind of like um it's 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 kind of like Nintendo are assuming that everybody that's going to buy one of these already currently has a 3DS which is a yeah, really weird assumption to make they are assuming that everybody is an existing customer whereas they should be going after new customers at yep. least that's what a, you know any company does they they try to get more people to buy their stuff and instead Nintendo is being you know conservative in 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 selling this new console but I also remember I think that when I got the the European 3DS XL, I think it didn't come with a, with a power yeah, adapter. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I've seen some other people saying about this as well, like that in Europe, uh, like the XL when has I, been when like I, this for a while. Yeah, when I bought my 3DS XL last year, um, I bought it at, at, a, at a video game chain store because my guy was on vacation. Um, and they told me, look, you got to use your power adapter because it doesn't have one. And I was surprised because I didn't, I didn't, I had no idea of this policy. And, uh, and I asked whether I could use the, the power adapter for my original 3DS. And they were like, sure, sure yeah, you can, you can use that one. Uh, but I was surprised and I never told you this. And now that, that, I'm, that we're talking about this, it like, comes back to me. Uh, it is weird. It is super weird because I bought the, the 3DS XL. And I was surprised that it, like, it was lacking a piece, you know? And, and, it, and it doesn't make any sense that she would do this. Why would I, why would I buy separately? It's like you're assuming that maybe I don't need the power adapter. <laughs> this is stupid, you know? Yeah. Uh, and you're assuming that I'm an existing customer. It doesn't make sense because what if, what if I want to buy the new 3DS for my, for my kid who never owned uh, a Nintendo console? Like it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to... I mean, it would make more sense to to sell two different versions, like a, a new 3DS with a power adapter and the new 3DS without a power adapter, that wouldn't that wouldn't be fair, I think, but it would make more sense than just default to n- not including a power adapter. I don't know. It, it just seems stupid to me. Yep. It's, it's so weird. Again, another weird decision mm, from yeah. Nintendo. And maybe yeah. we're going to talk about more weird decisions yeah, later. Wait until, wait until I get to Minecraft. <laughs> Oh god, yeah. Oh, I know. Right. Let's talk about some some links you found, Federico. Okay. The first link is a, is an insane Kickstarter campaign video from this game. It looks like a, uh, a first person shooter mixed with Minecraft. It's called Strafe, and it's on Kickstarter now. Uh, and the, and the the promo video it, it's insane. It's crazy. Uh, it's a it looks like a, a fake nineties. Commercial for a video game, um, so I don't want to spoil the video, uh, but it gets weird it gets, and dark it really gets quickly. Too weird for me, I think. Uh, yeah, I it's didn't. probably on the on the other, you know, like like I have a an acceptable level of weirdness. I think that I can that I can uh, accept on the internet, and this one is like a little too much, especially towards the end. Yeah, I um, think it kind of pushes over that line. Yeah, but it got people to talk about it, so uh, I think that's a good marketing strategy. Uh, the game looks interesting. The whole cop- marketing copy uh, on the campaign sounds like <laughs> absurd, uh, but the screenshots and the idea, I think it is interesting, so go to Kickstarter and check it out, and 
be prepared because the video is weird. Uh, it's funny because they're kind of taking, they're kind of mocking themselves in a way with it looking so like old, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, like, so I know. old school. But it's it, you know, it's kind of fun. But I, I'm a little bit turned off of it because it's I, 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 the video was done for purely for shock factor, and, and I didn't really like it too much. Yeah. So the next link, Mike, is also a video. Actually, today we have three videos to talk oh, about. All videos. All videos. Um, I told you that I'm using YouTube and videos more. Clearly, um, clearly. So Mario uh, becoming self-aware uh, and being able to understand the natural speech commands. Uh, this is a research from a university. I don't remember the name. There's a link to The Verge in the show notes, which people can find where. They can find them at relay.fm slash virtual slash 23. So these researchers um, came up with a system, with an algorithm to instruct Mario to understand uh, natural commands, stuff like how do you feel or kill enemies. And what's really scary if you watch the video is that Mario is able to understand these commands and to really understand the instructions and to kind of form an opinion over time. So he understands that, like, initially he doesn't know that jumping kills a Goomba. And, but he, as you give him more instructions, he's able to understand that the Goomba is an enemy. And then if you jump, maybe you kill the Goomba. So it's if you tell Mario to kill, he keeps jumping on Goombas. And then <laughs> slowly, yeah, or quickly, depending on how you look at the experiment, he starts to understand that definitely when you jump on a Goomba, you kill the enemy. Or you can tell Mario to just look for the stars and he'll just avoid the enemies and just go directly for the stars, jumping automatically on the platforms. It's it's really... Like, I don't know why would you ever do this. It doesn't make much sense. I, I guess from a scientific perspective, it's kind of cool. And I guess the algorithm, it's, it's, a, it's a great research paper. Um, go watch the video. <laughs> because uh, also Mario can talk back to the... To the to, to the commands uh, with a robotic voice. It's kind of creepy. Uh, have you watched the video, Mike? I've only seen clips of it. I haven't watched okay. it in full. Um, it is but, creepy. Uh, but I've seen like a lot of screenshots of like, if I jump on a Goomba, then it certainly dies. Yes. Like, which is so creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is creepy. Um, next video, uh, everything strange or ridiculous about Pokemon in four minutes. Which is, this is fantastic. This, this is amazing is and so, so, so true. Uh, it's a compilation of basically strange stuff that happens in the Pokemon world that it's acceptable to us when we play the game. Uh, but when you think about it, it kind of <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Like you take money from kids after you beat them in a Pokemon fight, which is basically uh, letting pets like fight until one of them is unable to continue. Or, for instance, when you go on a journey in the Pokemon world, uh, you have to beat the local mafia, uh, like Team Rocket and stuff. Or, basically, it's totally normal in the Pokemon universe to give steroids and, like, proteins and other drugs to pets uh, to let them fight and become stronger. And, Mike, I know that you also noticed a couple of interesting details uh, from the video. Well, because the, the thing about the video is what it is, is once you start taking literally what's happening, that's, that's when it <laughs> becomes quite interesting. So, like, the, you know, they talk about, as you said, like about uh, 
people jumping at you in the sh- in like the street wanting to fight you for absolutely no reason um <laughs> the fact that you know pokemon are just like animals that you like forced to fight and then apparently you love them but you capture them and some of them are just left in boxes and they never see the see the light of day again uh but there's other stuff that i quite like so there's one part where the the guys like the narrator is saying like if you live in any other town like if you don't live in pallet town you can never be a pokemon trainer because all of the surrounding routes have pokemon that are at like level 20 or level 30 so you you would never win like if you don't if you don't grow up in Pallet Town, your journey is you'd never be able to leave home, which is quite quite an interesting thought because really you're surrounded by these high level Pokemon. And I just thought that that was a very very funny uh, point. It's so weird. It's weird once you take it literally. It's it's very weird. It is weird, um, and also that uh, the professor uh, has some sort of dementia because he keeps forgetting the name of his nephew. Uh, that's always interesting stuff in these videos. Um, Nintendo and Minecraft. This is what I wanted to talk about. That's a, there, there's a great article from US Gamer uh, about what exactly happened you know, with Nintendo and Minecraft. As we know, there's no Minecraft on Nintendo consoles. And the problem is that Minecraft is everywhere. And at this point, with you know, Mojang being own, owned by Microsoft, it doesn't look like Microsoft wants to... Uh, release Minecraft on more platforms because already they have to support uh, at least a dozen consoles and, you know, PCs and Minecraft is everywhere except Nintendo. And it doesn't make any sense because Nintendo would have been a great match for Minecraft. Uh, You know, Nintendo is is a company that wants to make games for younger generations and also parents that want to play with kids. And in general, the, the gamepad for the Wii U and the Nintendo 3DS with two screens and with touch controls, they would have been great consoles for Minecraft, either because you want to tap the screen to manage the inventory or maybe because you want to use two screens to, you know, to separate the, the, the world and the, the items menu, for instance. And I've been thinking about this and how great would it be to play Minecraft on the, on the TV and on the gamepad, you can put up perhaps a YouTube video while you listen to a Minecraft tutorial. I know the kids... I, I saw a tweet from John Syracuse the other day about his son playing Destiny on the PS4 uh, while he was using the iPad on his lap uh, to watch YouTube videos. Uh, no, no, actually, not to watch, to listen to YouTube videos about Destiny while he was playing Destiny on the PS4, on the TV. So kids are already used to having this kind of setup with two uh, different input sources. Like they play a game and they either listen to YouTube or they talk to their friends over Skype. And the gamepad with these two screens and with the capability of having, you know, different content on two screens at the same time, it would have been a great match for Minecraft, I think. And US Gamer uh, reminded me of this interview from uh, last year with Kotaku, uh, with Steven Totilo from Kotaku and Miyamoto from Nintendo. And it's got... Now, I, I don't know whether there's a, a problem with translation errors. I guess that uh, there's, a, there's like some stuff that gets lost in translation. But the, the basic theme of the interview is absurd. Basically, Nintendo doesn't... doesn't it, it sounds like Nintendo doesn't know <laughs> Minecraft. Uh, like, they don't play Minecraft. Miyamoto says, yeah, I know m- what Minecraft is. I never played Minecraft. And the other guy, with, uh, which is uh, with... Mm, which is with Miyamoto in the, in, the, in the interview, he says, yeah, we know that Minecraft is kind of popular, but it's not so popular in Japan, so basically we don't care. Uh, 
doesn't make any sense. Like it's super, like it's your job to understand these new trends in the video game industry. And it's your job to get more people to buy Nintendo consoles. And just because Minecraft is not popular in Japan doesn't mean you should, you know, you should completely ignore it. I think it's a stupid move. And I think it's stupid that Minecraft is not on Nintendo platforms, especially when you could have made this awesome partnership with Mojang and either have exclusive controls on the gamepad, integration with the Nintendo 3DS, because we know how popular Minecraft Mobile is on iOS and Android. It would be so incredible, right? You could it have be, all of your you... crafting information on the gamepad. So exactly. you could craft you could pick your inventory on the gamepad. And then the screen, the TV screen could just be as full view of Steve's first person. Like And you could have cool. you could have exclusive content with Nintendo themed characters on items. For instance, like last week Mario uh, Minecraft, man. Like, it would be amazing. Oh. It would be amazing. Because Nintendo is already doing this sort of stuff with Puzzle and Dragons. The game is huge in Japan. So see a pattern here? Unless it's huge in, in Japan, Nintendo doesn't do this kind of partnership. They're what, doing Puzzle and power, Dragons. What power does Nintendo of America have over I, the entire I, That's company? the problem. They that's feel the like problem. a subdivision. Yeah. Like, why do they have Skylanders but not Minecraft? And like Disney Infinity, but not Minecraft. Well, wh- why did they pass up on Skylanders initially? That's the bigger question. Uh, the Skylanders team uh, approached Nintendo, and Nintendo said, yeah, we don't care. There oh, yeah, was a mean, that was from dumb. Polygon. But- that was super dumb. And I think it's a cultural problem inside Nintendo. You know, to being unable to understand this worldwide phenomena uh, that start from outside of Japan, so they don't follow... The, the trend initially, and then it's too late. And when it starts in Japan, like Puzzle and Dragons, they jump on the opportunity right away, like they're doing for the new Puzzle and Dragons with Mario stuff. Minecraft could have been amazing with Nintendo content. Uh, last week, I saw the news about the Simpsons coming to Minecraft with a with a skin pack. That's awesome because I, I think this is great, you know, to expand the Minecraft universe to include items or skins from pop culture stuff. And instead, uh, there's no there's no Minecraft on on the Wii U and the 3DS, which is really uh, it, it kind of upsets me because it could have been so great. I don't care. And and the responses to the interview are so so like, what uh, is wrong with you? Yeah, <laughs> like why don't you understand? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even um, think it's a case of understanding. They they choose to not care. That that's so much like which is the, so much worse. Yes. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, Last link before we keep talking about Nintendo, Mike. Um, So we talked about Final Fantasy XV a while ago. I'm starting to be excited about the game. Um, Kotaku has a nice compilation of screenshots and illustrations for how Sid, uh, this uh, recurring character in the Final Fantasy series, evolved and changed over time. So go check out the link because it's got this great collection of images, whether they're from the game or whether they're concept art or illustrations. Um, and my, the, my, my, my favorite part about this uh, roundup is that it, it includes uh, Final Fantasy games out of the main series. So, of course, my favorite Final Fantasy Tactics and Final Fantasy Tacti- Tactics Advance, but also stuff like Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles from the GameCube which I have to admit, and I know that people will make fun of me, I played so much of that game. 
Why would people make fun of you? Ah,、uh, because it was not a great game. Okay. And it, and it, it, you know it was kind of boring. But I loved the music and the 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 artistic direction so much. Like it's a it's a U.S. gamer has a series.、Uh, they call it comfort food games. Games that you keep playing because it feels good. Basically, they're your comfort food. And、yeah. um, for me, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, Tactics, and Tactics Advance, those are my kind of comfort food games.、Uh, so yeah, these are my links, Michael. Sounds good. Sounds good. Should we take a break and, and talk about、uh, Club Nintendo? Yes. This week's episode of Virtual is brought to you by our friends over at Harry's. If you're thinking about making some changes in your life, maybe you're thinking about it for the new year, or maybe you just want to take better care of yourself in some way. One great way to start is to think about how you shave. Like we, every day, where people are shaving, you know, or you you shave to keep like keep your face clean. Maybe you shave other parts of your body as well. There's nothing wrong with that. You can do that. You know, we, ladies do it, men do it. It's a normal thing to do, Federico. You know, oh yeah, people yeah, shave. Sure, people shave. Yeah, it's not just faces. I mean, we talk about、do. faces a lot, but it's not just faces. Razors、yeah. shave hair, and that's what you kind of want to do. And when you're thinking about that, right? Fundamentally, it just seems like a weird thing, like a blade on your skin. You gotta, you gotta take care of that kind of thing. You know, there's a, you gotta make sure you do that right, and you can do that right with Harry's. Like, take care of yourself. Take care of your handsome face. Take care of your good body. You know, you want to do that. Harry's is a great place to start. Harry's have high-quality German-engineered blades that are crafted for sharpness and precision. Half of, they are half the price of big-name drugstore brands. You don't want to be overpaying for drugstore razor blades anymore. You don't want to be going out to the drugstore, getting the clerk to unlock the cabinet for you, and paying through the nose. You don't need to do that. This is a habit you should be leaving behind. Harry's.com was started by two guys totally passionate about creating a better shaving experience, and this is something that they achieve with everything. Their products look fantastic. They have this great classic look about them. You can get them inscribed, like sort of like、um, engraved, if you want, like a little monogram on them, which is really cool. I have one of the Winston sets. It says RFM for Relay FM, which is really nice. Harry's people sent to me,、um, and their products feel great as well. Their shaving cream is really smooth. Their foaming gel is fantastic. You kind of just spray this little gel in your hand, you rub it, and you get this. Incredible foam, which I really like, and of course the blades are fantastic. Harry's bought a blade factory in Germany that had been crafting some of the world's highest quality blades for almost a century. By cutting out the middleman, because they bought the factory, this is how they can offer you an amazing shave at a fraction of the price. They sell direct. Harry's starter set is just fifteen dollars. This includes the razor, three blades of your choice,、uh, and also. Sorry, three three blades and your choice of Harry's shave cream or firming shave gels. It's fifteen bucks. You get the razor, three blades, and either the shaving cream or the firming shave gel. I recommend the firming shave gel myself. And shipping is free, so you don't have to worry about the price、uh, jumping up when you get to checkout. So go to Harry's dot com right now, and Harry's will give you five dollars off if you use the code Virtual with your first purchase. That's H A R R Y S dot com and the code Virtual. If you do shave at all. You should be doing this. Ten dollars will get you the set. You know, once you get your five dollars off, ten dollars is all you have to pay, and free shipping. So start saving, start shaving smarter today, and also saving smarter as well with Harry's. Thank you so much to Harry's for the support of this show and Relay FM. Before we talk about、um, Club Nintendo, I wanted to share、uh, an additional link that I just found、uh, about this game called Final Fantasy、uh, Theatrhythm. It's a music game based on the Final Fantasy universe, and I've been keeping an eye on this game for a while because、uh, Square Enix has been adding adding content and content to this game through DLCs, 
And now I just read on Tiny Cartridge that they have music for Barry Default, Chrono Trigger, and The World Ends With You in the game. Right. And these are like three games that I spent hundreds of hours into. I had the original The World Ends With You on the DS. Now the game is also available on iOS. It's a great original game, uh, RPG game from Square Enix. And I've been keeping an eye on this music game for a while. I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna get it from the eShop, uh, especially now that they have all this extra content. I, I've never been a huge fan of music games. This is one I wanna try because it's uh, like the music. I know the music. I know the characters. I like the graphics. Uh, yeah, I will probably, I will probably become a become a music music game aficionado. <laughs> Just play music. Well, I had I had Donkey Konga uh, in the on the GameCube. Remember Donkey Konga do, with the with the, with with the bongos? bongos? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I had the game, and I've always I know we talked about this when when Seth Clifford was on the show. I've always wanted to play Somebody Amigo on the Dreamcast. Uh, you know the game with the maracas. Always wanted to play that. Oh um, yeah, I do remember. Yeah, that. yeah, Somebody Amigo. It was. Crazy. <laughs> um, I kind of, I kind of wish you know that the um, iPad games had this kind of crazy accessories that consoles used to have. The culture of co- uh, crazy accessories kind of died with the, with the Dreamcast and the GameCube. I think uh, they were they were funny and and you know I had I had some good time playing that kind of stuff. Um, speaking of accessories and stuff you get uh, besides your video games, Club Nintendo is shutting down. And Nintendo is doing a new program this year, but we don't know any more details. So uh, I think it was yesterday or two days ago that Nintendo announced uh, with the press release that um, they're discontinuing Club Nintendo worldwide. There's a timeline uh, that they're going to follow to basically close the accounts and let people use their coins, uh, the coins that they have in their accounts to get rewards for free. Uh, You can sign up until the end of March. And you can, I think you can redeem your coins and get the rewards until June. Um, Nintendo will stop including uh, Club Nintendo codes in their physical games. And there's no more details about the kind of program that they will launch at the end of the year. Well, they say later this year, so we don't know when. So I wanted to talk to you, Mike, about this, uh, about Club Nintendo, your experience with Club Nintendo, and our thoughts on Club Nintendo, why, why it was bad and good. Well, maybe I don't really have a lot of experience with Club Nintendo. Okay, um, okay. You know, I've kind of only really started to to put points in recently because I just had so many things at once. I've been trying to log in to Club Nintendo for like the last two days so I can actually use my coins and something, but for some reason it's not been working, which is hilarious in its own little way because uh, I've not been able to get in. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to try and do that now, Federico. Maybe I'll claim my pri- prize on the air. And um, I think that it's this is weird. I think that announcing it like this is really weird and kind of saying there's going to be a new rewards program but not carrying over the current reward points in any way is strange to me. Like you would assume any reward program will reward you for purchases. So there will be some sort of points program, right? You'd expect that, that that's what it's going to be. So why not just carry them over to the new system? Like, tell people it's going to happen, but say, like, you know, we will be able to transfer your current points over if you want. Like, do, do you know what I mean? Like, 
yeah. it's weird to say, oh, no, well, this one's going to die and you have to use your, your points because the new one, it won't work. It, it seems strange to me. It, it is strange. And I think that um, the, the simplest explanation is actually the, uh, the one that makes the most sense uh, in that I think Nintendo has some serious technical problems in trying to migrate the, the data from these accounts okay, to the new to the new Nintendo Network ID system that I hope they will use. Basically, the, the basic problem is this. Nintendo has a problem with online stuff. And with Club Nintendo, the problem is that they were using separate Club Nintendo accounts, whereas Nintendo has been switching gradually and slowly and, you know, uh, probably too late for many people, to a new system called the Nintendo Network ID, which is, a, it's like an Apple ID or a Google account. It's a unified ID for all your Nintendo things. So, so you can use the network ID on the Wii U, you can use the network ID on the 3DS, and you can use it on Miiverse. But Club Nintendo was still using separate, old, email-based Club Nintendo accounts. So I think the basic problem is that Nintendo wants to move, wants to unify all of this stuff they do, and they have problems in trying to switch people over to this new system, which probably won't use coins or won't use stars, whatever they call them, um, and it'll be something different. And so they were just like, yeah, yeah let's just start over and start fresh and may hopefully do this right. So I've been I've been a um, a Club Nintendo customer for for years. Basically, I was I used to be a Nintendo VIP twenty four seven. <laughs> uh, customer and then he switched over to Club Nintendo and I moved to Club Nintendo I had a couple of accounts over the years before I started using one password I forgot my account and, and of course password so I wasn't able to log in I've been, I've been getting rewards I still can't log in by the way like just uh, yeah, the, I, I, the button just doesn't work I know this sounds stupid can you, can you change the browser I'm you using use? Safari now use Chrome I tried using Chrome. So I click oh. it, I'm clicking the login button and nothing happens. Okay, try deleting your cache or something. Hang on, wait, wait. Something's happening. I clicked it like 20 times. Maybe it will work. The Safari bar is, is attempting to move. Okay, nice. Maybe this so, uh, is part of the problem. Because the system's exactly. so weird. Like you go to a different part of the Nintendo website. This is clearly a legacy platform from VIP yeah. 24-7. Yes. But like the hope is, but this is my concern, right? The, the, the hope is that this means they're finally going to get their act together. But finally, hopefully. Yes. My, con my concern about that is I don't know if I buy it. Like because they are so terrible this stuff. Because I'm skeptical. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Like I think Vux.net as a uh, Daniel Vukovic has a great take on the death of Club Nintendo. Uh, he says uh, basically uh, Club Nintendo has always had problems, and there are many problems. Like everybody knows that the Club Nintendo in Japan gets the coolest the coolest stuff. Why there's no reason for that to be to be to continue? You know why does Japan get the cool stuff and we don't get the cool stuff? Uh, there there should be uh, like there there have always been different rewards internationally, and it always felt like people in Europe in and and in America they don't get the cool stuff that Japan gets. And again, this is I think uh, one of the one of the results of Nintendo of Japan having more weight and importance that Nintendo of America and Nintendo Europe. Uh, and that should that should be different now, and more even you know even worse. Uh, you only get 
stars and coins. By the way, is that stars or coins? I don't remember. I think it's stars. Stars. And yeah. I, so now I logged into my account, Federico. Then I went to the stars catalog and I need to log in again and now it's not working. Oh, very nice. This is so you see the, the website is terrible. Yeah. And every time you... So you can only redeem a code by buying a physical game. So you buy a physical game, there's a card inside. You need to scratch the card to get together the code. You enter the code and you have to go through when the website works uh, because it's slow and it's not responsive and it doesn't work well on mobile devices. You have to enter this code and every time, every single time you want to add a new game to your account or a console, you have to go through this survey asking you questions about how you got the game, how you knew the game, how like how old are you, and you and you if you want to like enter twenty codes in a row because you have a lot of games to to add to your account, you have to go through this process that will take you maybe a couple of hours, and it's insane and it's wrong and the website is terrible, but it kind of works because I'm looking right now. On my shelf, there's a Yoshi plush toy that I got from Club Nintendo a couple of weeks ago. Just in time. It was like 6,000 stars. So I'm kind of happy about my decision to redeem the stars. Um, I'm looking at, at, at a Yoshi toy now. And over the years, I got, a, you know, soundtracks and posters and little, like, um, little, like, um, game holders, you know, for the DS, that kind of stuff. I've always redeemed my, my, my stars on Club Nintendo. So it worked because it it got you it got you stuff for free and but it never it, it was never great it wasn't it, it all it always kind of worked and it was always kind of terrible and it can be better so i think we should discuss maybe mike if you if you want if you can <laughs> if the web page loads for you and if you can stop being angry at the club nintendo website <laughs> we could talk about how to make it better starting from the website <laughs> how, how would you like to the, the new uh, rewards program to be on the on the web um it should be responsive i guess it yeah should, i mean if you, you know let's let's just assume best case scenario that the website is good right we'll, we'll just make that assumption that i don't think that that's a, a discussion that needs to kind of kind of be had like are you yeah. gonna have a good website well of course you're gonna have a good website <laughs> are you gonna use a computer yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's kind of just like what's the point in 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 having that conversation because you're just going to assume that it's going to be good um so let let's you know say put that put that to the side. Uh, I like the idea of there being physical things because nobody else really does that, and Nintendo have and we spoke we speak about it all the time. They have a cast of characters that people want, that people love and want more of, and kind of. I know that that as a fan of Nintendo stuff, I I like to have little Nintendo trinkets. Is I think it's why Amiibo will do well uh, and is doing well because people want little statues of Mario and Peach and Luigi and Link, right? Yeah. So the idea of of trading in, you buy video games and then we give you little gifts, I think is a really nice thing to do. Um, And I hope that it stays that way. But what one thing that they need to do is they need to, they need to unify that across the, across the globe. There shouldn't be that there there should be a region specific things because there might be some things that make sense in japanese culture that don't make sense here exactly yes but it shouldn't be the case that people are going well they japan will get all the cool things like there should be cool things everywhere you know yeah 
Thanks. There should be cool things for for all people, not just because you live in Japan and because Nintendo of Japan is more important than Nintendo America. Exactly. Like I get it when they do like the Japanese calendars. Yeah. And you know, all perhaps I don't know, maybe they do a Mario figurine wearing and a costume with the United States of America flag on it, like stripes and stars. Like I get it. You can do regional regional stuff. It makes sense. But just the basic catalog. It should be it should be for everyone. Like if you go to the Apple Store, they sell the same stuff to all people because that's just the right thing to do. And I I don't get these limitations. But for me, so I agree. The website should like it's it's a basic it's a basic feature. The website should be decent. It should work well on modern browsers, and it should work well on mobile devices. But the the most important factor for me is that. I think Nintendo should reward people who buy all games, not just physical games. Because right now, the Club Nintendo system doesn't work for eShop purchases. So why do, I, why do I tie my Wii U to the eShop, uh, to, to, to Club Nintendo, if it doesn't, if it doesn't do anything? Like, I didn't know that. What do you mean? Like, y- you thought that uh, digital purchases counted against Club Nintendo? Yeah. No, they don't. <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying that 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 you're wrong. I said that my belief was that no, was the case. The, your belief was incorrect. That is crazy. <laughs> that is so. Why do I have so, to? Why okay, is there no. even the point in in logging into okay. my Club Nintendo account? So let me explain. Let me explain. So the Club Nintendo account is different from the Nintendo Network ID. Oh dear God! Club Nintendo. That's the problem. <laughs> it's also difficult to explain. It says, uh, when you log in on your Wii U, you log into the Nintendo Network ID. And that's, like, completely separate from the Club Nintendo. Club Nintendo only accepts codes for physical games. When you buy the game, you get the little uh, thing inside, and you scratch it, and you get the code. And those codes are supported by Club Nintendo. So... They don't count for eShop purchases, which doesn't make any sense because, you know, people like you, Mike, you buy, like, uh, instead of getting a physical game, you buy new games like Zelda or Mario Kart from the eShop. Or people like me, we buy lots of indie games from the eShop. And I should be. It's so weird because in the settings, like in the settings of the store, like you sign, it says sign in with your Club Nintendo account. Hold on, because there was, this is the problem. There used to be. A separate kind of program just for the Wii U called the Nintendo Deluxe program, which rewarded points for eShop purchases on the Wii U. But this program is over. Oh <laughs> it was like a it was like a trial. <sighs> it was like Nintendo saying, let's see if for just for the Wii U, if we can make Club Nintendo work for eShop purchases. And they did that, but only for the Wii U, not for the Wii, not for the Nintendo 3DS, and now it's over. So my understanding is that in the future, this new program will work with one account, which is the Nintendo Network ID, and it'll work for any purchase, whether it's a physical game or an eShop game, and whether it's for the 3DS or the Wii U. Uh, because they, it's like so fragmented right now. It's it's even hard to keep up with, with you know, with all these different details. Um so we talked about the website. We talked about uh, redeeming, uh, you know, eShop purchases and the same rewards internationally. I wanted to talk about the physical physical codes that you get inside the games. 
Because even if Nintendo sticks with, with this idea of selling you a physical game and inside the game you got the little card with the, with, the, with the code, I think there should be a better system instead of having to scratch, you know, the, the, oh, to get the yeah. code. The, the, and I was thinking... Should, all you need to do is, like, you... you Sorry if I'm... No, you say yours, and then I don't want to ruin this. You say yours, and then I'll say mine. My idea thing. was... My idea was some sort of mobile scanning. You use your smartphone to point at a code because maybe you have like a Nintendo app on your smartphone and you just scan the QR code or whatever and it just goes into your account. And maybe you have to tap a couple of questions on your smartphone, but it's easier than using the, you know, the website right now. There's no three-page survey to answer. You just have a couple of taps and, and you scan a game and you add the stars to your account. That's my idea. So I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. I thought maybe you could do it with the gamepad. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the other point is like it doesn't make any sense that I need to do any sort of code scanning. If I'm putting a game into my system, the system should just know. Yeah, but what if you buy a used game or it's the game of a friend? They should have yeah, some okay, sort of check. Okay. No, no, I, I get you. You're right. Yeah, there should be something. It makes sense to do it that way, and you should you should do you'd be able to do it with an app or just do it with the gamepad because the gamepad has a camera. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. But also, you know, smartphones because come on, Nintendo, just wake up. And do you um, know what you shouldn't do? Make me fill out a survey every goddamn time. Oh, God. <laughs> so bad, so bad. Seriously, and well, and, and, and the worst part is that when they ask you how many people in your family are going to oh. play this game, what do I know? And I if you if you make the over. mistake of answering two people, you have to fill out the survey for both people. Yes. So always answer one person. Yeah, <laughs> because they don't ask you more stuff. So the, the last point that I wanted to make: uh, we talked about physical rewards for games. Uh, so maybe toys and you know all these other accessories and maybe there's like a Luigi blanket that you can you can you can have, which is kind of cool. Um, I would love to have any of it. Yeah, you could just give me in. one of everything. I'm still trying to log in, <laughs> Federico. It's just not happening. You can do it, but by, by the end of the show, I'm sure. Um, but I was thinking about digital rewards. They do some of these, and Nintendo is gonna add more eShop games to help people basically clear out their their stars in the in their accounts. Uh, Nintendo has wallpapers and like ringtones. I think they're gonna add more games. Uh, but what if Nintendo? What if Nintendo considered for their most loyal customers? So for people who have lots of stars, or maybe who have been playing Nintendo games for a long time. What if they did like betas and you know demos of uh, new games just for these people because these are your most loyal customers and maybe they don't want to be rewarded with you know with toys and stuff they need to they need to put inside their houses but what if you gave them access to cool things to cool new games or services or apps uh, I think this is something that we could discuss and maybe it could be a, it could be a nice idea I think the problem is that how can you know? Because you're switching accounts, you're switching systems. How can you know for how long I've been an in, a Club Nintendo customer at this point? I don't know. 
Yeah, that's that stuff. You just you just give it to people that are Club Nintendo customers. Just flat out, if you're a Club Nintendo customer, you get this. Like, and then maybe after time, you can you can then start to say like, oh, if you're a Club Nintendo customer who buys all these games, then you get this. You know, you get the extra special access to this, and that's good because you can kind of like gauge people's reaction. It's like it's like how people, like, you know, how they do betas on PlayStation and Xbox and stuff. It's a it's an interesting way to do it, considering so many of the games are Nintendo controlled. Um, that they they could like for example there should be a Splatoon demo for Club yeah. Nintendo right now yeah absolutely yes they can't log in Federico I'm giving up I'm so sorry I'm trying this whole time it's just it's driving me crazy so Club Nintendo thoughts um, if uh, people in the chat room and listeners of the show if you have thoughts or uh, feedback we we will love to hear because I, I get it, like Club Nintendo is a, everybody wants something else, from, wants something different from Club Nintendo and Nintendo Rewards. So you can send us, I guess, a tweet on, on Twitter, Mike. Yeah. We have a Twitter account. We do have a we Twitter should, account. We should put more attention to the Twitter account. Uh, I, 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 should, nominate, I should create. I nominate you. Okay, yes. <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment. So people pe- people are listening. You're saying that I'm in charge of the Twitter account? You are in charge of the Twitter account. Okay, so it's underscore virtual FM. Yeah, because people send the stuff to it, and so I, yeah. I do check what people send. Um, but like I don't really do a lot, of, a lot of responding from the account, and we should. But if you want to do it, please do it. I would love that. Um, and we are, of course, individually on Twitter. Federico is at Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I, and I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. Federico, of course, uh, he is the the author of the fantastic MacStories.net. And I thought uh, I might mention here, if you uh, are a fan of Relay Shows, you, you may or may not know that we have a new show on the network called Rocket, which I think people will be really interested in. It's uh, Brianna Wu, Christina Warren, and Simone de Rochefort. Uh, they're, talk- they're talking about pop culture and geek stuff, including video games, so you may get a kick out of that. Um, if-, if you are a fan of this show, you should go check out Rocket. Uh, awesome. Um, uh, thanks again to our sponsor this week, our friends over at Harry's, and uh, we'll be back next time. Uh, until then, say goodbye, Federico. Arrivederci. 